0: what's going on everybody it's your favorite baker and host alicia reedy and i am here putting a very quick disclaimer for y'all now i've been sitting on this episode since november of 2022 i know it's been a little mini but there's a reason behind it if you've listened to episode one of this season i was in a rut i was dealing with a lot of bullshit and we are back and better than ever still healing still growing still learning all of the things when you hear this episode, you will hear me discussing a very raw part of my healing journey in regards to everything that I was going through with Rayvon. I only shared so much because of legal reasons, but episode three will be a very nice conclusion. So for context purposes, I wanted you all to know the time frame in which this was recorded. Um... I want you all to know that I am in a completely different space than I was then. Um. And I think that's all I want to leave you with. As always, please listen to this episode or any episode with an open heart and an open mind. It means a lot. This is a safe space. And I ask that you all listen without judgment. I love you. And let's get it. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: you are so good uh i love hearing you talk
1: <laughs> now, i just be listen i just let it just go with i just let god lead me child listen
0: look he be god. leading the way okay
1: listen listen. we need to put in some outtakes you can take some of these blurs we about to talk about shit <laughs>
0: What's poppin' sweets? It's your favorite baker and host, Alicia Reedy, and I am back with a brand new episode of Cookies and Conversation. I'm so excited about this episode. I was like, let me just go ahead and jump right into this shit, okay? Because we already started talking about the things, and I was like, nah, let's, let's go ahead and jump in. I have another follow-up episode. I have my best with me. I have Greg back. And Y'all host, un- Yes. Y'all if host, if you please. are unfamiliar with Greg, <laughs> he is from episode two of season one, e- pray love drink literally one of my favorite episodes it's actually like a fan favorite like I get told so much about your episode like people love like people literally skip Trey's episode and go to yours they're just like this is like the content we signed up for well i'm I'm
1: gonna need y'all to go ahead and you know subscribe to all the content but baby you come back for me it's it's beautiful
0: yes absolutely oh my god
1: i just want to jump right into it because i feel like we were already about to start venting because it's
0: been a minute and it's like okay let's go ahead and talk you know what's even crazier you haven't been on since before your 27th birthday
1: baby when i say when i say it's literally god has been putting me in a position of you need to sit your ass down and you remember how we how my my episode was called um e pray love drink it's i'm in i'm still in that e pray love journey but it's like god is getting real specific
0: mm, so I, you're still in the pray
1: it's no yeah it's really in yes. that it's in that actually he put me in a concept from the movie from the eat part Dolce it's italian for the sweetness of doing nothing like literally it's been such a journey within i would say the past almost 6 months i have had to do a full 180
0: mm, let's talk about it what's going on
1: okay so as well w- when we all last talked i was i had just moved down to florida i was you know figuring out my way i was still bright out in bushytail child is 2 years later Um, Two years, last month, and where I'm at today, completely different. It's Mm. literally like, within the last six months, I have moved out of a situation of living with someone I live by myself now. I am no longer in the medical field. I was working two jobs, like, literally busting my ass, like, every... Like every day or every other day, like I was working, working my mm-hmm. ass off. To now, I'm working in corporate.
0: Come on, corporate. Yes.
1: Working from yeah, I'm working from home. Like this is like I never thought like things like this would ever happen in my life. And God was just like, "Bitch, you want to keep playing in my face? All right, I'm about to show you." I said, "I'm oh, showing okay.
0: you what you deserve." Ah, uh, and yes. I was
1: just in that. I <laughs> I was actually just talking about this. <laughs> Me and boyfriend were talking about this the other day. We were like, as a gossipy does, like, like somebody that is just tough love. You, It's like you hear your own voice or you hear somebody that of tough love. Bitch, you want to keep playing these games with me? Not for real, though.
0: Wait a second. I I know. I know I did not just, we're just not going to gloss over that. Did you say boyfriend?
1: Yeah, I've been with him for two years. We got together.
0: I, I- wait wanna i don't know did we talk about him on the last episode
1: we talked to girl we talked about him behind the scenes
0: it's him
1: the one from the west the one out on um, south Florida
0: i know that's right oh, yeah. okay I can't wait to unpack this yes yeah <laughs> okay uh, that makes me feel so good okay okay yeah, keep going we, keep going.
1: but I will say i've gone from living with someone to living by myself I work in corporate I've had to kind of establish a routine for myself mm-hmm. and really figure out okay what is what does Greg like what is Greg like in this in this moment I have to really figure out okay what the f- and also what are my triggers I'm um in the process of looking for for a therapist because of my new job they they prioritize mental health like they literally do that's so good. Like the baby, if I can tell y'all about this dag on medical coverage, I would, but if I tell you, I have to kill you. But um, yeah, like they prioritize mental health and like actually checking on yourself, taking breaks. My last two jobs, I had to make I had to make time. This I'm in a situation where my job requires me, no, you have to take two 15 minute breaks. You take an hour lunch. Yes. You, you take that time for yourself. You you go for a walk, you figure yourself out. I have people in leadership and people that are inside of where I work. they like, no, we're ask questions, ask us, reach out, communicate, do that, all those things. And from someone who is not used to that, it's a struggle. Huge, huge, huge fuck truck. Because baby, when I tell you, I don't like to talk to nobody. If I talk to you, I like, oh, I'm cool with you. I, oh, I really, oh, I fuck with you heavy. I fuck with you the long way. That part. Probably- but, yeah, it's literally, I'm in that transition of God's just like, no, 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 no. You gonna have to start unpacking all this bullshit you just went through the last, like, three or five years. you gonna yeah. have to- You're gonna have to start unpacking this shit.
0: You know what? And I'm so glad that you're honestly jumping right into that. Because I have so many... Follow-up questions for you that I really feel like are just speaking so true to this. Because, like, I was like, okay, we. I remember you answering the prey, and I was wondering how long it was going to be. I feel like just that phase, I wouldn't expect it to be something that you would just breeze through, you uh-huh. know? Because it's like a chapter that begins and it never ends. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say... What would you say pray is really, what was the greatest lesson it taught you? Like, obviously to stay still and be still and let everything happen around you, like the way it's supposed to. But what is another great lesson that it taught you?
1: While you're healing, this is the greatest lesson I've ever learned. While you're figuring out your fuck-ups from the past, you're still going to continue to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's just that point. Like, you're either, you're just going to, you're going to continue to fuck up. Yeah, but it's your process of figuring out. Okay, I fucked up here. Is it something I can really learn from quickly, or is it something that I have to do the work? I've been getting into the whole shadow work, all of the prayer, and but I had to just break it down and kind of put it on the kayak. Bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck is at? What the fuck is the real deal? Mm -hmm. I think it's just a thing of. I had a I had a thirst for a different part of my life, and I had a different or a different vision for my life, and I had to take the and I had to take the time to do that. And life has been telling me, okay, you want to do this? All right, you, universe, and God it has been literally putting me to the test. Okay, we're gonna put you in these situations, mm-hmm. and we're gonna see how you act. We gonna got we gonna help you through. It. We are gonna hold your hand while we go through it. But baby, we you gonna go through this?
0: Ooh, come on! You're God has a this. funny way of humbling us in like a good way, though. It's yeah. like every time we think we got shit figured out, He be like, ah, "Ah, there's more."
1: There was a thing I used to tell myself in my early twenties. Yeah, like I'm saying, damn. Whenever I say early twenties, I I get hit.
0: I don't even want to talk about it. It hits me twenty-eight. I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> but it was something I used to say in my early twenties. It was like a thing of. I think it's the thing of when God's holding your hand, and you're just like, okay, okay, I'm gonna do this, that, and the other. Okay, I got it. If you go, when you make plans, God laughs. Mm-hmm. So I've had to even change how I speak about things. Instead of saying, "Oh, I have a plan," no, I have a goal. Because mm. when, when you have goals, you set you set many. You met you make like sub goals. In there, that's where your planning comes to place. It's setting, it's getting, reaching your goal. Yeah. But also with a goal, things are going to change. Yes. Your mindset's going to change. How you speak to yourself is going to change. You're going to have to, you know, invest in yourself and take that time to be like, you know what? Maybe I need to go to therapy. Right.
0: <laughs> maybe yeah. I
1: need, maybe I need to, maybe I need to. Uh...
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad you said that. Because like. I remember when we recorded your episode, I was actually... Yeah, I was, like, around, like, the last time I had my last therapy session or whatever. And, like, I... I didn't necessarily feel lost. Like, I gained a lot of tools for what I needed in that chapter of my life. I dug, like, super deep into, like, my shadow work and my healing, obviously right before then, like, because I started therapy in November of 2020, and ironically, I'm back in it. I stopped February of 2021, and then I did, like, a ton of, like, healing and shadow work and things like that off and on since then, and it's so funny because I'm, like, finding myself right back in therapy, and for me my shadow work in this chapter it's not necessarily writing like i've done a lot of writing now it's more like i'm with my therapist i recently had a couple of breakthroughs i feel like life has handed me a card that is so unexpected and i know all of it is out of my control and we'll tap into it i know we will but it's like it's mm-hmm. so far out of my reach and so far out of my control and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. i'm okay with not having control but it's more like The fact that my shadow work is in my control and it's so, I guess, like communicating in the ways that I have with my therapist Mm. has been incredibly helpful. And it's just when you really take the time, like you were saying before, to be still, it it's so crazy to see how things
1: just start to unfold. It is one of the most deafening silences mm -hmm. that you experience when you have to literally sit and think with your own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. with your own thoughts and you have to be like hold up wait a minute I don't like the way I'm talking to myself well I've always talked to... well it's not work well it ain't working per ho, so you got to do something different no and for that's, real that's when that's when you start to hear that, that voice that speak to you in a way you, you kind of understand you like girl you want to keep playing with me or do you want to actually do this work and you're going to heal and you going to get to the place where you need to be that part uh Come on, you know what? Like, you- I don't think pe- I don't think people really be tapping into that. Like, you really no. have to be one with yourself. You have to tell yourself, "No, I'm beautiful. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have nice things, or whatever you want. I deserve I deserve to have shelter. I deserve to have a full stocked fridge. I deserve to have an organized house, or I deserve to travel the world. I deserve to be around people that don't tolerate me but celebrate me." That's the one. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of things, and trust me, I think Siri and God got a contract. Well, <laughs> them God, God got a contract because they'd be sending the right words. You'd be like, Excuse me? Yeah. I think I'm on Big Brother because I think somebody watching.
0: I'm sick of you. <laughs> would you say it's been hard for you to like trust the signs that you've like seen since you know like i mean it's like you're welcoming everything with open arms and i know you even mentioned something similar to that last time but like has it been hard to put like trust in what you
1: don't oh absolutely because i had to really just say to myself hi my name is greg and i'm a control freak (laughs) (laughs) like and even with like just dealing with anxiety, depression, um, just yeah. finding out at 27, I have ADHD. Mm. Like, you have things that you can't control and or you don't have the language or the full, you don't have the full thing of how to express what's going on with you. Right. It is what, I mean, it is what it is. But That's real. When yes. you, but when you can actually say, we can verbally say, hey, I have X, Y, Z. Okay, what are the behaviors that come with X, Y, Z? What are the common ones? Okay, what is it manifest in my life? Okay, so when it comes to this, I have to check myself and be very much self-aware. I had to do this in, in one of my counseling sessions. Okay, you have to be self-aware. I've been hearing that word a lot. Be self-aware. Be self-aware. Yes, but that it, part. Oh my God. It, it's just, it's, when I say the nervous sweat is something terrible <laughs> I don't know about y'all ner- I don't know about y'all but I get real bad nervous sweat and its sm- it smells terrible oh my god put your ass up <laughs> have you ever like have you ever like got real bad nervous sweat and you ever just you know go over private to yourself and just you be like you oh be, oh uh-uh I actually learned the tip I learned a tip and a trick to um help with that and it, it helped, but Lord, the tip is take a little if you cut a lime in half and you um rub it underneath after you cut wood and did all your things, it knocks out the smell for about two days. Oh. Yeah. You said a lime? Yeah, so if you get key limes or you get a like uh or a specific it's like a specific type of lime. Uh I get I get the key limes from the grocery store. And literally cut it in a half, you squeeze a little bit, you put one half Rub it underneath after you've been showered. Knocks out the smell.
0: I love that. I look. I stay with the lime, so I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going to try that. I trust you. You know how much I trust you. So yes, I'm yes. right there with you. And it's really funny that you mentioned like just the term self aware. I hate one of my biggest pet peeves is when people that have some sort of issue with me feel that I. I am not self aware. I think, and I'm saying this with my whole chest, I'm probably one of the loudest bitches when it comes to accountability and owning my shit mm-hmm. and just like being aware of who I am because at the end of the day it doesn't matter who I'm with who I'm not with whatever whatever I'm doing it all comes down to me I always tell people like it comes down to you at the end of the day you are the one sitting with yourself only you know what's really going on inside of you whether you vocalize it or whether you keep it internally whether you write it whether you scream it however it comes out you sit with you you have to allow yourself to bask in it and, I, and i'm not saying stay there but just experience whatever it is and be able to face yourself and look at yourself and be like okay this is who i am this is what i'm coming with this is what i need to let go and things of that nature like i hate i hate when somebody tries to tell me you're not really looking at yourself i'm like no because <laughs> i'm gonna call myself out before anybody else does so but i why- think
1: i think that's a i think that's a representation of what's going on within them That part, and that's what's going on with you. Because exactly, I've been when I say I've experienced that multiple times throughout my life, where it was like people, it's like there are people that are literally just trying to say, Hey, this is the reality of what you're doing. Yeah, but also a thing of when people try to put labels on you or they try to define you,
0: that's exactly where I'm coming from. That part right there. Yeah,
1: if you're trying to define me, but the thing is, you are not there with me every day. You have not been with me. If you wasn't with me shooting in the gym, you ain't got shit to say. Don't say, don't say that shit. If you wasn't, that's was why. Shooting in the fucking gym. Like, if you wasn't with me in my darkest moments, if you weren't with me mm-hmm. doing that work or figuring out, okay, these are my triggers. Okay, I have some childhood trauma that I have to deal with. I have to, I have to heal my inner child. I have to talk to that inner teenager in me. I have to talk to. That person that, would, that went through XYZ, I Z, I have to talk to that person that was bullied. I have to talk to that person that was um, sexually assaulted. I have to talk to that person mm-hmm. that was um, devalued, not respected, yeah. treated as though they don't deserve what they deserve.
0: That part right there. And that's... A, and the- I'm so glad you said that. And it's also, like, when it comes to self-awareness, it's, like, you can't be too proud, like you were saying before, to, like, not hear the feedback from those that you actually care about and they care about you. You got to have those people in your life that will be like, "Mm, friend, let me tell you something, blah, 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 blah. And obviously, in the moment, it might sting a little bit, depending on whatever the context is. It may rub you the wrong way. But, like, I actually said this to Ray, like, back in the summer. And we'll—I know we're going to tap into that, too. But I was telling him, I was like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the—right. Oh, my God. And I told him, I told him, I was like, when I, I said, when I share these things with you, it's not because I'm criticizing you. I'm not judging you. I'm not holding anything against you or using anything against you. I'm saying this because you're a person in my life that I care about. And I want you to know that I see you and I see this. And because I want... You to have a better relationship with yourself, and I want to have a better relationship with you. I'm saying this be- to maintain what we have, and then to enhance what we have, and then you can look at yourself differently. To be like, damn, you know what? You're right. You're right, because you want people to let you know what's up, good th- and bad.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, everybody thinks if you put yourself first, it's selfish. No, a friend of mine basically told him it's not being self, it's not being selfish, it's just being selfful. You have to pour mm-hmm. into your own cup until it overflows to the people that are around you. Like I think people are very much not, you know, aware of that in their mind. Or some people are. I can't say for everybody, but there may be people who don't, who haven't learned that that lesson. Yeah. You have to pour. You literally have to pour into your own cups, where it's like a, it's like um, mm-hmm. one of those um champagne glass um uh pyramids. You ever seen when they have them champagne glasses stacked up in a pyramid and literally yeah. a bottle and literally they pour into that cup and it flows down like a fountain. If you're literally putting good energy, you're putting good stuff into yourself and you're pouring. And when I say pouring, I mean pouring.
0: That's a great way to look at it. Wow.
1: Yes. Because the thing Damn. is, if you're saying I deserve better, so I can do better you have the potential to be better. It pours off into your communication with everyone. It's, it's. I'm literally, I'm being, my my feet have been held to the fire. Many times it's currently being held to the fire. I'm getting third degree burns on my feet.
0: Exactly, that part. Oh my God. Wow, I have so, wow. This is already so good. I love talking to you. (laughs) I miss you so much. So obviously we're talking about like, our relationship with ourselves. I love where this is going. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, especially with where you are in your healing journey and just like nurturing yourself. And I know we've talked about, you know, grounding ourselves before, but like, what are you doing now that you weren't doing before?
1: I take life a lot slower. I have to be at work at night. I wake up around 6.30 and I have time with myself. I listen to jazz. I listen to lo-fi music sometimes in early in the morning. If, it, if I take a shower in the morning, I put on music with big bands, and I kind of romanticize my life. You have to take those moments of like, okay, I'm doing something for myself. I'm like, this feels good. Like, okay, I like this. I can tell tell the audience. I've been on a sobriety journey for six months. I'm trying to make it to my goal. My goal is to make it to a year. If I don't make it to a year, hey, I've at least done as much as I've done so far, but I'm giving myself a year because but also I'm on a journey to fix my finances to become more self become more self sufficient mm-hmm. it's one of the most sobering one of the most humbling experiences I've been through and it is literally a place I'm like oh my god like this is crazy like I've had to ask for help mm-hmm. i've had know this is the situation I've had people in my life literally say tell me earlier than this because the thing is we can put things into preparation so that if this comes up or if you're doing this we know how to help you we know how to get you through this we know how to get you to that place and I think the thing that really got me to this place of that I was literally moving out of my apartment my last apartment and a few weeks prior that's when uh, my dad was in the hospital. That's when the news dropped from my grandmother because she had went up there to go see him. My dad's battling cancer.
0: Yeah.
1: However, with that news, I watched the process of him literally, he had already got the surgery because they had got in so early that literally was just like, we, they got majority of it all. All he has to do is chemo and um, radiation and... By December, he is so close to remission, it's not even funny.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Literally, the day I was moving out, I was finishing up moving, I was on a plane to get to Maryland to go see him.
0: That's real. I remember you even telling me that you were up here. I know that you said that he had his stuff going on. I meant to follow up with you about that, and that's yeah. my fault. But like the fact that he is so close to remission already is like that is so amazing.
1: And it touches, and it really t- touches to that part of my journey. The pray, like that pray, was so long because God was telling me, "No, I need you to be here. I need you to talk to me. I need. I'm learning. I have to be self aware to communicate." to say exactly how I'm feeling. But that's a struggle when you have somebody that is not used to communicating how they feel. I've even done my own research. It comes with ADHD. Like you have brain fog moments a lot where you don't have the proper words to say. And I'm like, I don't want this to sound crazy, but I have people in my life be like, nah, say that shit, say that shit. We don't care how fucked up it is, just say it. And then you say it and they are like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I was like, oh, okay. I can say it. I can reveal. I can be vulnerable. I've had to do that when I was at work. I had an anxiety attack during work. I was able to tell my team lead, and she was like, hey, listen, it literally has happened to all of us, and you do not have to ever apologize for going through that, but just know, just let us know, hey, Craig's having a moment, and we'll, we'll work with you to get through that and get your work done and submit it on time, because- He said, we wouldn't hide you if we didn't think you couldn't do the job.
0: That's good.
1: When I say it's literally sobering and so humbling, I get emotional because of it. But the thing is, I have to understand that, like, no, when you're a genuine person and you have a genuine heart and you're not intentionally trying to hurt anyone, the right people are going to come. That part. Of course, you're going to have to go through the bullshit of dealing with that you dealt with people that didn't know how to deal with you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But the thing is, the only reason they didn't know how to deal with you because you didn't know because you didn't have the language of what was going on with you.
0: I say that all the time. I'm always telling people, like, when you move with good intention, when your heart is in the right space, all that's for you and everyone that's for you will find you. You don't have to try hard when you are so content with yourself and people can feel that. And I always say, like, it doesn't cost anything to be a decent person. It does not cost anything to doing the right thing it should be such a normal thing it's hard for me to see like people just like i guess feeling away about not getting what they feel like they deserve or expecting certain things solely because of who they are not necessarily like what's within it's Mm -hmm. like you have to sit and get real with yourself and i'm not saying it like obviously like from a bad space but it's more like you really like it comes with I feel like the journey ends up being harder when you're not getting real with yourself, really tapping in and just allowing that goodness to just seep, like, oh seep from your soul, you know?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I thing with that, I've had to learn being okay with feeling emotion. Yes. I was I,
0: actually going to ask you, if, like, if you allow yourself to fully express yourself now, too.
1: Huh, it's hard. And I've had to with my relationship like he's, mm-hmm. he's like no I want you to he's like I want you to tell me what goes on your day I want you to feel those I want you to feel those emotions in front of me I want you to cry I want you to be human I want you to be vulnerable I'm not used to being vulnerable I'm so damn hyper independent I kind of follow that trope of oh no I'm a strong black woman I do it all I do it all by my motherfucking self that part <laughs> and he's like I know he said I know you're he said I know you're strong however i'm here to kind of like help you you know carry the burden yeah and i think i and i've had to address the inner thought of me feeling like i'm a burden to those that care about me if i even felt like hey i'm not serving um a purpose in your life i'll just i'll, bow, I'll just bow gracefully i did it all my life or I've had people come and go, and it's out of my life. So I'm used to, like, people leaving. But now I have somebody that's like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, for real, I'm not going nowhere. I'm like, damn, okay. I guess I got to learn how to communicate, and I got to learn As how to
0: As you should. Okay, first of all, I got to ask, because I don't remember. What's his sign? He's a Leo. Take a mm-hmm. water, and fire. Yes, okay, it's, I want to talk it's about a this. water,
1: it's a fire. He, he realized is the one that's like... No, I need your undivided attention, undivided even though he knows I have ADHD and I get really distracted. <laughs> he's, the one, he's the one that literally has asked me, baby, did you eat today? Did you take your nap today? He will like, see, I'm getting distracted. Or like, I'm like, this is not something I want to talk about. So I get distracted real quick. I'm like, mm-hmm, this is touching the place. So I'm, like, <laughs> so I'm dissociating. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm tuning out. You know
0: what? I want to tap into this. Because I asked my girl LaShawn this when I brought her back on back in the summer. What would you say is the greatest lesson you've gained since being with him? Obviously, being okay with being vulnerable and asking for help. And outside of that, like, what have you learned about yourself? What would you say y'all have taught each other?
1: I think the greatest lesson I've ever learned is in love. You have to be friends. You have to be friends with the person that you say you love. Mm -hmm. And outside of just romantic relationships, you have to nurture and you have to, you have to nurture all relationships. It's not just romantic love. I think we get so obsessed and so, or just so um, focused on romantic love that we forget.
0: Yeah.
1: We forget platonic. We forget our friends. We forget, um, our family, we forget people, just random strangers we may just encounter that can teach us life's greatest lesson. Mm-hmm. I've literally, I've had to just be like, I've I've had to be in contact with my parents more. Um, they even since the situation with my dad, but I've I've been talking to them multiple the times a week, or like sometimes if I get really really focused, I'm like, oh shoot, I haven't called, you know, my dad, and I need to, you know, keep myself like consistent on that or stay you know focused on okay work and you know building this life by myself or figuring out everything like that and decorating your apartment and getting your finances together not take everything bit by bit Mm. that y'all hear that did y'all hear the audience take everything (laughs) literally cut all that shit out take everything piece by piece
0: it's the thing. You ain't got to drag me like that. That is not why I asked you to come on <laughs> here. <laughs> I didn't mean... Listen, but, and
1: listen, if I'm speaking to your spirit, I speak to your spirit. It is Let me like- tell you something. Let me tell
0: you something. So, I think... So, it's like we... I That was one of the things I tried to teach him. And I hate... I'm not necessarily back in survival mode. But I'm in one of those spaces in my life where there's just like so much unknown. And there's so much that is out of my control and I lost my train of thought and it'll come back to me at some point Fuck. <laughs> it's like oh right there we go just like taking it like you were saying bit by bit and I have so many moving parts and because of how things are with the two of us it's like I'm not in a space or like it's hard for me to take things bit by bit because I'm mom and I gotta make shit happen You know what I'm saying? And I have support, which I'm grateful for. Like, you know, I have my tribe and obviously you're a part of my tribe and like y'all hold me down. So I'm grateful for that. And I couldn't ask for anything more. But it's more just like, I think it's, I don't know. I I just really think it's coming from a place of like, it's hard for me to take it bit by bit when I have Tyler. Does that make sense?
1: I, uh, but I think as a member of your tribe, you have to, this is just something I had, I had to realize, even though I don't have children. Even though I do want kids, I would, but I'm. But it's, but if I don't have children, like, hey, that's just the car. That's just the cards that life dealt me. But what I've learned is, you can put. So say you put your schedule up for the week. Like I like every like Sunday or like Monday, I put up my full schedule. Somewhere, yeah. Throughout the week, I put up my schedule. I put up the important things that I have to get done that day, mm-hmm. and then I forget about it. I focus on that one day. Okay, what do I have to get done within this day? And did I accomplish all of the things that I accomplished? Did I not, if I didn't accomplish those things, can it be done tomorrow? It can be done tomorrow. Okay, we're going to move this to tomorrow, but we're going to focus on the things that have to get done today.
0: Mm -hmm. No, you're right. And that was one of the things that increased my mental health tremendously back in 2021. Because 2020 was just like a horror movie for everybody. 2021 right. was like 2020 part 2 but like a little bit lighter
1: <laughs> and Whip. like
0: I I if I didn't create a schedule for myself I honestly don't know where I'd be I think now that I have more things added to my plate beyond my business it's more like I like, like anytime I finish anything on my to-do list is a fucking accomplishment because I feel like I have not been able to finish a freaking to-do list and I can't tell you how long but the like thing-
1: but doesn't, oh, but doesn't it feel good when you like checked off all the damn boxes?
0: Yes. It, I'm like, uh, I love this.
1: My or issue. Yeah. Or if literally it's just taking or if it's in that day, bitch, I got I got up this morning. That, Bish, got, that part. Bitch, I washed clothes today. Oh, bitch, I washed my ass today. Yeah. That because part. We have, to, we have to be aware of our privilege, but we also have to be in our blessings, but we have to be aware of. Bitch, I showed up for myself today. Mm -hmm. I I ate breakfast. I ate breakfast. I ate lunch, and I ate dinner. Some people don't have that. Yeah. Listen, my boyfriend puts all. He always puts. He said you have to. You have to see where you're at at your base. If you have shelter, you have food, you have clothes on your back, you have money in your account. Whether that money comes in fast or leaves fast, can we talk about it? Because when rent comes, oh my god, I get I get a little bit of anxiety every
0: bill i'll be like jesus take the wheel
1: like it's nice to see that it's like it's real nice to see that that um that money in your account but when you have but when you see it go out oh my god
0: (laughs) it's like well this is this is how it goes and that was a a huge part of my healing journey surprisingly like Mm -hmm. disconnecting from like i guess the material aspect Of money and just seeing it and viewing it as an energy exchange. When I was practicing Reiki heavily in 2020 and 2021, that was a thing. Once I viewed it as the energy exchange that it actually is and to be less attached to it, it the way money finds you is ridiculous and just opportunities find you and it's like okay i'm grateful for this thank goodness on to the next because like you have to maintain it now that you have it coming you gotta maintain that distractions they can really take you off the path that you worked so hard to get on can we talk about it like
1: like listen you listen you preach the quiet sister over here Okay, come on. In my chest a little bit, my God. Oh.
0: I feel you.
1: I to lift my a little bit. Oh. That hit, I, that hit, that hit. I am so tired of you. <laughs> and that was a real thing. You have to realize, just not think of. It was a friend. It's somebody we actually went to school. Um, I remember him telling me, "He's like, I don't give a fuck about money. It's gonna come. It's gonna come, and it's gonna go." Boom all i got to all i have to worry about is what a, what are i and I, how i took it was what are the desires of my heart and how can i make it happen and then how can i responsibly do that within the confines of the responsibilities of my life
0: oh wow wow that's the one. I'm,
1: I'm gonna listen back to this episode. I'm be like, damn, I was profound. That's the, the one. one.
0: Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And this is me. With, and I'm this surprised me we are not in a, a fucking church.
1: And y'all, and y'all, this is me without alcohol. So imagine what I do with alcohol. I can real give you a whole dissertation. And alcohol. do. <laughs> but now I'm ha- I'm actually happy. I'm thinking a little bit clearer in this yeah no. moment.
0: And I'm I, so happy for you. Honestly, I'm gonna get real about that too. Like. When I was like super depressed, I found myself drinking more frequently. Now was it heavy? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was heavy. I'm not going to sit here and did I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't have my day. But like I I noticed that it became more of a habit. Then I picked up the book called Emotional Detox, Ooh. did a 90-day journey to prepare myself for the detox, which I actually finally completely fulfilled. So now I'm in the the whole cleanse process like the actual you know, steps, and when I tell you, like, even just off of a week of no type of, like, um, any type of substance, to be honest, whether it was, like, an edible or that, you look at life so differently, and it just really makes you move in a completely different way, and also, it's just really made me feel like i i didn't like it like that anymore like don't get me don't get me wrong i still sip on something from time to time like i had myself a little cocktail last night but before that i can't tell you the last time i drank so also for me i think about it i'm like okay cool that'll be nice and i'll get it like months from now but i also kind of look at it from a place of like i don't punish myself for the depression that i went through and what i did to make it through And that was really, like, a hard part for me in my healing journey, especially at the top of it. Because my previous therapist, she was like, we need to make sure you don't have a problem. And it kind of, like, struck a chord with me. I was like, damn, bitch. Like, okay. Like,
1: do you want to fight?
0: No. I was like, girl, I will take off my errands right now. Like, we can do this. (laughs) But, like, like, the thing is, like, I don't don't genuinely feel like it was a problem. I just didn't like how frequent it became. Does that make sense? And, like, I... And I think what bothered me just about that interaction with her is like, she made me really sit with myself and be like, damn, do I have a problem? And like, so, once I really nurtured myself, I was like, I don't think it's a problem. It's just like, you're fucking depressed. Like, <laughs> and that's just I real.
1: Would, literally, that that was literally what we talked about in my counseling session today. We were talking about cognitive behavior and irrational versus rational thought. Like, I can definitely say in my time and my little bit of time with sobriety, it's been tough. I'll be like, baby, I miss brunch. I miss just having a cocktail, mm-hmm. just a cute little cocktail. But as well, I also like, but also when you had a cute little cocktail, baby, sometimes you have about three or four. That part. <laughs> but the thing is, it's also a thing of, you can't always just think of it. Oh, I'm just going to reward myself. No, you have to be like, if I'm going to take the steps to, i'm going i already know after my sobriety i'm going to have cocktails i'm going to have a drink
0: you deserve
1: but the thing is i have to be aware of how much if there's an emotional reason and also financially just thinking about okay bitch, how much is causing me right exactly right like, girl, like can I can I get me a bottle and go sit in my house I, after the first week of my emotional detox and I was
0: like, oh this shit's gonna get real like I, I, alcohol aside like I was like damn we really are unpacking okay and it made me not even want it like that quickly I was like wow if this is how good I'm feeling right now I can't imagine how I'm gonna feel two weeks from now at the month mark the 90 day you know what I mean I was like wow it gave me something to look forward to
1: I made it a challenge I said you know what let's let's do it let's do it for the 90 days all right cool after I made it at, once I made it past the 90 days, I was like, all right, let's see if we can get it to 60. I'm at six months. When I make it to a year, I'm giving myself a, a span of six weeks before I even have my ne- my first drink in like a year. Mm. And I already know what the first one is going to be, darling. It's going to be a lovely glass of champagne.
0: You deserve it. What a great way to like celebrate that huge milestone. I'm just, so proud of
1: you. Just a good, thank you. Friend. I have to, I have to accept when people give me my flowers.
0: Absolutely, you
1: better take them bitches. Because when they said on social media, the first time a black man receives flowers is at his funeral is one of the most definitely. It's one of the not definitely. It's one of the most suffering goddamn thoughts you have to think. Damn, I'm like damn, I ain't got my flowers. But as I've been in my relationship, my boyfriend bought me. A, he bought me flowers before. He's bought me a flower before. I said, I like this. I like being wanted. Yes, because in my other relationships, I didn't feel wanted.
0: That's the ooh, that that <laughs> you know. There's nothing like. I think okay. So Rayvon and I, mm-hmm. he's stupid. So <laughs> I don't know if you heard episode um eleven, my return episode in September. I broke my silence about everything that went down, and it's a lot. We'll talk about it off this,
1: but yeah.
0: it's like what I. I think one of the sad parts about our downfall is that, here's the thing, we both always desired each other. I think that so much trauma got in the way and it impacted, I guess, how we, I don't know, like how we came together. Like if we were going to be intimate or whatever, I feel like a lot of the time it came after, right after some discord. And for me, that didn't make me feel desired. It felt more like a coping mechanism. You feel me?
1: Oh, my God.
0: I wanted him to feel wanted. Like, that is not, it was never hard for me. I can't express that desire if you're being a dick. Like, <laughs> you just, it's hard. Like, how can we maintain it if your first thought is like, oh, what'd you do with somebody before me? And it's like, we, uh,
1: well, it's why? Boyfriend, my, mine, he's very, very much, he's, okay, I can, well, Jade likes to like He said, I desire for you to talk to me. He's very much a intimate he's very much intimacy heavy.
0: Yeah. He loves,
1: loves for me to talk talk to him. He loves for me to call him in the middle of the day on my lunch break, just let him know what's what's the tea, what's going on. He likes for me to touch him. He likes for me to kiss him. He likes quality time. And I'm starting to realize quality time is is it is one of my love languages, but it's not a big one. Like I don't have to be around you all the time. I'm still Literally, fa- I'm still fa- I'm still like nurturing that relationship with self that, yeah, that you can't even get, that you can't even, I can't even give you like fully, yes. But, but he's been very patient, and that's the one thing that I can definitely say, okay, I, know I can do this.
0: I know exactly how you feel, like that for me is also super important. Like, I love to know the depth of a person, like, that is just who I am. I've accepted the fact that I'm a natural-born healer. Like, I'm not the person that feels like I gotta go heal everybody, but Mm. I think by way of my story and whatever I go through in life, I can touch others and impact them in that way. You know, looking at me as someone that can go through the trials and tribulations and still make it out on the sunny side versus I feel like he's just been in a constant fight with life. And I'm not saying this to fall him in any way. At some point, you gotta buckle buckle up and like get it together, but it's more like you can't Show somebody what the sunny side looks like until they really are willing to see it with their own eyes. And they're really, like, you know, they're ready to face those parts of them. They're not afraid to get intimate. And I've noticed just in people in general, like, I feel like, especially now in relationships, I feel like, not all, but some, I feel like people are just so afraid to be vulnerable because they're afraid that something will be used against them. And you're literally cheating yourself of an experience that so often people find it hard to let people love them let love soften you just a little bit love is one of the easiest things to give <laughs> you
1: know and, I, and listen i speak and i speak this over any black man that ever comes into contact with this with this episode black man y'all realize needs let let it down we already go out into the world having to fight mm-hmm. When you come into your when you come into your house or your place of peace or wherever the fuck you find peace, bro, be that little kid again. Or if you didn't have to learn learn to foster, it, you like you have to be able to be vulnerable. And so much of what social media and the world and society is telling us that black men can't do certain things. I'm like, bitch, if you don't, bitch, you can die in a fucking grease fire. As far as I'm concerned, if you're telling me I can't do X, Y, and Z, or this perception is going to be put on me, or this label, or this, that, and the other is going to be put on me, I am going to dance around my apartment. I'm going to wash my ass. I'm Mm -hmm. going to take care of my skin. I'm going to drink water. Bitch, I'm going to eat seafood. I'm going to eat bananas. I'm going to have fruity cocktails. I'm going to love wholeheartedly. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be the things. I can be vulnerable. I can tell you the things. But the thing is, society and the people that are in... I'm not going to say all of us. Yeah. In our in our respective communities, we don't foster safe environment for people to be vulnerable. Mm. Vulnerability is literally just saying, bitch, I w- bitch, my father got cancer right now. Bitch, sometimes my relationship goes up and down. I don't know if I'm going to be we're going to be together on that. The job I'm in now, I don't feel like I I deserve it. I go through so much depression that literally the people in my life are like, hey, I'm concerned. And you're like, what the fuck you concerned for? This is my shit. And they're like, no, but I'm your friend. I'm in your village or I'm around you. So whatever energy you got going on, that can affect that can affect me or us and our relationship and what we got going on. It's literally being able to sit in that and be like, you know what? <sighs> Goddamn, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I need to look into some shit. Maybe I need to, yeah. You know? Or it'll be like, or could, but a lot of people are like, nah, fuck this shit, fuck them.
0: Like, like I, 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 ain't doing this shit. That hits a little close to home. Uh, like,
1: no, I'm like, no, motherfucker, you got to do that shit. That part.
0: One thing I take pride in is just really being good about, like, how I feel. Mom, sometimes she says, like, okay, at least you're announcing it. But I'm like, but you ain't going to be blindsided because you already know, right? Like, <laughs> you can call it an announcement as much as you want. I'm really good at just creating the space. I understand sometimes people be, sometimes people may be like, oh, that's a lot. But, like, I like to stick in it. I like to own it. My vulnerability, as much as I have been burned in my life by people Mm -hmm. my vulnerability is my greatest superpower aside from being a mom it's that's my greatest superpower like I wear my vulnerability like 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 nobody's business like my heart is on my sleeve and like I was saying before like I lead with love and my vulnerability is what helps open doors for me Tyler, my loved ones, and for those that need somebody to look to to see like, okay, like there is beauty in this. There is strength that comes with it. Like it's, I was saying before, life is already too hard.
1: The baby, is, <laughs> I've, I've been saying this for about the last two years. It is strength and vulnerability. And it's a strength in just tapping into that part of yourself that you're like, this is what's going on. And I don't feel so good about it. And yes. then you got people like, I don't feel good about the either. Okay, you guys, what can we do to, you know, figure out a solution or figure out a way to kind of like, you know, deal with this in a healthy way. That was kind of the um the concept of the podcast that I'm working on. Like I kinda wanted to be uh I bring up a topic and we have some kitchen tables, oh we we oh listen, we gonna talk some shit. I love that. Like we at the kitchen table with grandma now. And it's going to be so honest and raw and just vulnerable. But in the end, I said, okay, we didn't talked about all this. What is the solution? How can we fix this? Or how can we be in the process of healing? Because right now in the state yes. of the world, we just need healing. We need, pe- we need people to be vulnerable and people to be people. I've even learned about myself. I'm an empath. And there's a reason why I can't be around people for too long. Because I start sensing things. I start sensing shit
0: literally me i'm like okay i can feel it and let me trust my gut and my intuition like we out
1: (laughs) yes i still remember i was um i had traveled out of town and i was in atlanta for a friend's birthday they had went they said they was going to the club i i was like baby i'm i'm tired but something something was telling me don't go but also, I had to be in the, I had to be on the road in the morning because it was going to snow that next day, and I was like, "Nah, I ain't about to be stuck in that." Come to find out, the person I was living with at the time, my friend that was with it, that was with us also in Atlanta, he was like, "Friend, it's a good thing you didn't, you didn't go," and because <laughs> they end up getting the whole club ended up getting bear-maced. Look at God, he was I was like, like you weren't "Meant
0: to be there." I was like, mm.
1: Mm. I say I bet y'all. Li- I say I bet y'all listen to me. But it was like a thing. Of, I've. It's kind of. Solid- I've had little pieces like that to solidify, Bitch, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know your intuition speaks to you, and you know your gut is telling you don't do something or do do something. Mm-hmm. You have to follow your gut. Nine times out of ten, it's never going to steer you wrong. Sometimes you may not get it right, but nine times out of 10, that shit is, is nothing wrong with that shit.
0: I wish. Okay, I hate saying it like this. But what happened to me back in July was, like, super unfortunate. Like, with Ravon and I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, he assaulted me in public, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, we weren't on the best terms leading up to that. My intuition told me, this, going out is probably not the best idea. It doesn't feel like the best idea. I didn't deserve what happened to me. Never did. It needed to happen because justice would not be knocking on my door, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think I'm saying this to say, like, even if something doesn't go according to plan or something happens the way you feel like it shouldn't have to happen, or even if it's not meant to happen the way that it or if it goes the way that you're not expecting, a lot of the time it still works out in the end. Do I wish I stayed home that night? Absolutely.
1: It happened the way it was supposed to happen. So you can Even if learn the, the
0: circumstances lesson. were unfortunate.
1: Exactly. So you can learn the lesson that you're supposed to. That was that was that wasn't God, that was just God, that was Jehovah. Yes. It's different it's a difference between God and Jehovah.
0: And I I felt like I honestly at that point too felt like it was just the end of us being connected. Leading up to that night, it just that's just how it felt energetically. I think he knew that and I think that he acted impulsively and he had terrible judgment obviously but it's just the fact that it sucks but you know we hear and honestly
1: but you also learn okay next time let me listen to my intuition on this one.
0: but I feel like my intuition was talking to me out of both ends it was very much like now if you go <laughs> some shit might pop off but if you don't go some shit might pop off so either way it was like a damned if you do damned if you don't
1: <laughs> situation <laughs> right i think think it's more of a i think it's always a thing of you have to be it's using your discernment when it comes to your intuition speaking to you yeah and for me whenever my whenever my spirit or my intuition tell me bitch don't do it i'm like oh girl i ain't doing this like he went to the 10th power of fucking around and he found out 10 times
0: it's all good though i want to get back into you i want to get back into you I know before with our last conversation, you were sharing with me that your foundation is solid. My question for you now is what about your foundation has enhanced? Like what have you done? What have you done to increase its
1: strength? I think for me, it's, I think it's coming to this new era of, self-awareness i know we all talk about the soft girl the soft girl era i'm just i am in the process of trying to build a soft life i think what fortifies it is taking time for myself or being easy with myself that's what's fortified it for me being easy with myself to say you need help ask for it it's that the duality of the heart and the soft you need help sweetheart now go find it or ask for it me be me i'm kicking and screaming every the whole way through but once i've done it i'm like okay and here come um here come higher self bitch didn't we tell you to do that shit
0: listen yeah. higher self be swooping
1: in i want to fight i want to fight higher self i want to meet First i want to meet this bitch and i want i want to run i want to run the fade one good time because i'm like why didn't you tell me that they be like didn't she learn that lesson now yeah but didn't you learn that lesson it wasn't it wasn't the result beautiful (sighs) yes
0: right right what what boundaries would you say you've set up for yourself because i know that will play into your foundation and boundaries are essential especially during the healing journey so where are we now with that
1: boundaries are my struggle
0: Mm.
1: they are my place of improvement because I never really set boundaries. And now that I'm actually setting boundaries. But once you start to set them. You, once you start to set them at first. It's like oh my god. It's like pulling teeth. But then once you actually like realize. Nah bitch you deserve, you deserve better. Or like nah tell that person. Check their tone. You have to do the things that are best for you. Even if your voice starts to shake. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I had to learn. You have to do the things. That are best for you. Even if your voice starts shaking. If you're scared afraid. Do it afraid. Yeah. That's Ooh. what i mean, is my gut is literally like inflamed. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's like, it's like survival, it's like survival, survival, survival. I'm like, you just wrote on your board, you just wrote on your board, survival mode is over. We are in thriving mode.
0: And that's how it should be. I know some people may not have this figured out yet. Some people are probably like in the process of redefining it. But what gives you purpose and or what do you think your purpose is?
1: Like Natasha Battenfield said, the best is still unwritten. When it comes to my purpose, I think it changes. It changes all the time. Right now in this current point in my life is to be good to myself, be easy with myself, talk, open up, be vulnerable, but as well, be discerning, be cunning, and to always trust myself. But in a larger scope of purpose, live my life authentically so that it inspires other people to to live authentically.
0: Yes. Like, you just live such a loud life in a good way. It's like you own who you are. You sit in it and, like, you're like, I'm here. Like, this is me. Like, this is what it is. And you have never, not once, <laughs> apologized for being you. I love that you unapologetically take up space. And I love that you create spaces for people to do the same. And that makes me feel so good. And I'm so honored to know you. And I'm so glad you came back to the mic. Because you oh, gave me some some good stuff today. Come on.
1: Yeah. And but also with that, because you brought me back to the mic, it has kind of inspired it has definitely inspired me to really put forth the effort to something I have been putting mm-hmm. all. For it's been damn near four or five years now. I think I'm gonna start GGT Girls, Gays, and Maze podcast. Yes, and of course, Dolly, I would love for you to be a guest and we can really talk about you know healing and all of the things. oh well, we just saw some shit because oh, you, you know, already fuck, know I'm oh, down shit. we love to talk some shit. I'm always down
0: that. to talk some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, just look out for Girls, Gays, and Nays (GGT) podcast. I don't know. I think I just wanted to be an open conversation of healing, but also just solution. I wanted to be solution based. Yeah. What can we do? To, what can we do to heal those those pieces that are have been broken? I know it's not gonna be all fixed all fixed in one day, but what are what are just little things we can do? in our everyday lives just to you know help with the brunt of the bullshit we do everyday life and all the trauma and all of the just ickiness of, of life because life is just icky but it can be beautiful
0: you gotta have the light and the darkness they both gotta exist
1: the dual duality is the way of life
0: boom and there it is Ah. Is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with?
1: Okay, so you can follow me on, you know, the Instagrams. You can <laughs> follow me on Twitter, even though my Twitter's probably just because of work. Um, It is F-E-E-L-G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S on all social media platforms. Um ggt i'll be developing it i'll be asking questions of course of you outside of this and i got a couple people that do podcasts i'm just gonna be asking y'all just a million questions and like just the things because i feel like this is gonna be a really good thing this would be a good um podcast and you might even be hearing boyfriend on one of a couple of the episodes because if y'all hear me and his you think me and your conversations are are i think you should hear me and his conversations
0: Oh, I would love to.
1: Oh, baby, to be a fly on the wall. It's some of the most raw. We don't, we're not politically correct. Neither one of us is. We allow each other to just be who the fuck we are and say what the fuck we think. And he's from South Florida. So, babe, you know he don't give a fuck. At all. His give a shit meter runs on mellifuckings.
0: I love this energy. That's the energy you deserve. And I'm so happy that you're experiencing this. Like, if anybody deserves it, it's you. Hello.
1: And I'm receiving it, and I have to affirm
0: that. I know that's right. Come on. As you should, period. And with that being said, thank you so much to my listeners for tuning in to another amazing— How did I fuck that up? (laughs) Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in to another amazing episode of Cookies and Conversation podcast. And until the next time, we are out. Bye, guys.